Well, hello, this is your host, Ron King, and you're listening to The Ron King Show on RKP Radio. On our shows, you'll get to hear gospel and contemporary Christian music and some interviews of Christian singers and bands from the local tri-state area of western Pennsylvania, northern West Virginia, and eastern Ohio. So keep listening for all of that and more. We'll return right after this message. Here is a seed of hope, encouragement, and inspiration from the sower, Michael Guido. An umpire was silently taking abuse from the crowd until a big woman shouted, If I were your wife, I'd give you poison. Turning around, he answered, And if I were your husband, I'd drink it. Some people lift while others lower. Your words and ways never stop with yourself. What you say and do today make others what they'll be tomorrow. The Bible says, set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and purity. Sign up to get our free daily devotional, Seeds of Hope, on our website at guidoministries.org or write us at P.O. Box 508, Metter, Georgia, 30439. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of The Ron King Show. I'm your host, Ron King of RKP Radio, and we are pleased to have as our guest today the very talented and extremely good-looking gospel singer, Mr. Jason Woods. Jason, welcome to the show. Well, Brother Ron, thank you for having me. I was getting to look at the door, see who walked in. You said good-looking. I'm thinking, man, alive, you ain't talking about me. I scared of stripes off a raccoon, you know? So... <laughs> Jason, we're recording this program in our studios in Washington County, PA, but you're not from Washington County, are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Spend a lot of time up here, but no, I'm not originally from Washington County, no. Okay. Jason, how and when did you first start listening to gospel music? Uh, very young age. Uh, my mom sang gospel music, uh, my grandparents sang gospel music, and my great-grandparents sang gospel music. So I'm actually fourth-generation uh, gospel singer. Okay, so. so it's a family activity then. As old Hank Jr. used to say, family tradition, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, Jason, uh, did you listen to other types of uh, music besides uh, gospel music when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, I did. I listened to a lot of um, of like Alabama, the Oak Ridge Boys. Um, my mom and dad had a big hi-fi, one of those big old you know TV record player, eight-track tape player, uh-huh. Philco radios, you sure. know. Um, and uh, on Saturday nights, after it would get about five o'clock in the evening, we had a big antenna hooked to it, and we could hear the, the Grand Ole Opry down in down in Nashville. Oh, and uh, got to listen to a lot of the old country singers on the Grand Ole Opry back in the late seventies and early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, as I got older, I started liking different music. The Oak Ridge Boys was one of the ones, and then I liked. Uh, a little bit of the hair band era. There was a couple bands I liked. Uh, hair band? I, I know that's not good for a Southern Gospel singer to say, but uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, I wouldn't have known how to sing falsetta. So, you know, uh, but uh, REO Speedwagon, those groups, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what about Elvis? I liked Elvis. I wasn't the biggest Elvis fan. Uh, I mean, I love his music. I love his gospel music. His gospel music is just yeah. above and beyond. And, of course, a lot of Southern Gospel singers – Worked with Elvis, the Jordanaires, right? Um, you know J.D. Sumner and the Stamps. Uh, that's where Richard uh, 
oh, can't think of his last name, with the Oak Ridge Boys, where he got his start at was uh-huh. you know, with Elvis and them. So, you know, I, I liked Elvis. It just Now, my grandfather was a big Elvis fan, but <laughs> I, I, I wasn't that big of a fan, but I, but I do like his music. Yeah. Jason, besides being a gospel singer, I understand that you're also a minister. When did you first start becoming interested in the, the things of the Lord? Well, I grew up in a, in a preacher's home, so, you know, church was always what we did it wasn't you know it wasn't an it wasn't an option it was this is what we do mm-hmm. um and probably about uh junior high um first to freshman year in high school in 1989 got started dealing with my heart about you know because i'd always worked with my dad in the church and everything and, and and february 22nd 1989 i got saved okay and uh that later on a year and a half about a year and three months later in june of 1990 i was at the bill rice ranch down in franklin tennessee just outside of nashville mm-hmm. and uh on a wednesday night and uh I felt God pricking my heart and calling me to to preach, and so I walked down the aisle and surrendered to God to preach. And then, uh, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Right. Um, but uh, it wasn't until about ten years later, in 1999, that I totally just said, "God, whatever you want me to do, this is what I'm willing to do. Whether it's preach, sing, whatever, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. I'll um, do it for you." Okay, so uh, what, uh, eventually you became a pastor. Then, yes, right? um, I pastored. Uh, for about four years, um, I've always done like revivals and filled in for preachers when they're out of town or whatever. But I, mm-hmm. I pastored my first church uh, back in two. Actually, it would have been eleven years this past January sixth that I started at Morning Star Baptist Church over in Newell, Pennsylvania. Right, and I know you know where Newell is, but most people don't. <laughs> And you don't show up there by accident. No. You've got to be going there. You might not get there when you're trying to get there. <laughs> exactly. It's like this peninsula. out of The Mon sides it on three sides. Uh-huh. It's right across from Little California over there, California and Washington, PA, or Washington County, I mean. And um, I started pastoring there in January of 2008, and I was there till May of 2012. And then I felt God changing directions mm-hmm. in my life, and I went out and... Started my own group, had my own group for a while, and uh, just Lord, just blessed, and I've been on the road singing and preaching ever since. Okay, are you a pastor of a church now, or or have you ever been? Yeah, I was pastor of Morningstar Baptist Church from 2008 to 2012, um, and right now, no, I'm not pastoring anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just filling pulpits if preachers need me to, or going to their churches and doing concerts when they're out of town. It's it's whatever they need me to do. That's what I'm available for. Yeah. Now you mentioned that uh, your father was a uh, pastor, mm-hmm. and I understand. And your brother is a pastor also, is that correct? Yes. Uh, my brother actually is now pastoring the church that my dad pastored for about 24 years down in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, Trinity Baptist Church. Uh, dad retired from full-time pastoring about three years ago, actually four years ago this May. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still travels and does Bible conferences and does missions conferences and revivals and stuff. He's not retired from preaching. He's just retired from pastoring. But he's still on the board there. Um, and my brother's been been pastoring the church there for the last four years. Jason, was it difficult uh, growing up being a PK, a preacher's kid? It was interesting. I'll, I'll put it that way. It, it was interesting because... I was of the of the mindset for a long time that it didn't matter if I said I did or I said I didn't. I was guilty until proven innocent. Um, <laughs> you know, it it was it was different. Um, you know, because a lot of my friends when I was in grade school were going out Sunday afternoons playing baseball, soccer, or basketball, and I, and I was athletic. I played basketball from the time I was in second grade to I graduated from high school. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that. You know, those kids are out, and dad's like, no, church is first. We don't go out and play. I mean, if you want to play in the backyard on Sunday afternoon, that's fine. If you want to pretend you're Terry Bradshaw or whatever, that's fine. But 
we didn't do organized sports, and it was kind of hard for me to understand that you know my buddies are going and doing this. Why can't I? Okay. But you know, we just I learned at a very young age that that God is first and most in your life, and that's where you need to be. So, uh, at times it was unfair. At times it didn't seem right. And mm-hmm. at times I got my if weapons make you grow, I'd be ten feet tall right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, it just uh, it, it was interesting growing up in a preacher's house. Jason, you like many other people with a gospel singing ministry are a weekend warrior. Would you explain to our audience, for those who don't know what that is, what a weekend warrior is? Well, a weekend warrior in gospel music uh, usually means you get off work on Friday, and if depending what time you're singing on Saturday, you may leave out Friday night mm-hmm. after work, go home, grab something to eat, load the car up, and head out. Uh, and you may be driving three and a half to four hours to get to where you're going and to be singing somewhere on a Saturday morning if it's a gospel singer that's going on or you leave very early on a Saturday morning and you kiss your family goodbye and you get in the car and you don't come back till two o'clock on a Sunday morning um, so it, it can it can it, it takes a lot of time out there you know being on the road and sometimes you're driving five to six hours to get somewhere to sing for 45 minutes <laughs> and if it's a gospel sing it might be 30 if you do two sets yeah it might be for 45 dollars or less too huh? <laughs> yeah, right. it can be interesting that's right <laughs> uh, Jason you've been singing gospel music for a long time now, uh, would you have any idea at all how long it's been? The first time I sang in church was on New Year's Eve of 1979. Um, there was a church, there was a group there called the Gospel Messengers and uh, Miss Myrtle Hot. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be singing gospel music. Even mm-hmm. though it was in my family and everything, she's the one that got me scratching the itch. Um, <laughs> I was four years old in footed pajamas, standing on the banister of the altar, mm-hmm. singing Gonna Be Gone. Cool. With her husband playing the guitar, and um, she's in heaven now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she passed away a couple years ago. Uh, now her daughter and I still stay in contact, and her daughter used to be able to sing till she got uh, MS, and it took her voice away from her. But just the fact that that happened that set the spark in me. And after that, that's all I ever wanted to do. You were good to go from there. Yeah, but I officially didn't start traveling and singing until October eighteenth of nineteen hundred and ninety-nine is when I made the decision to start traveling and sing. So this October, I'll be celebrating 20 years of traveling up and down the road singing gospel music. That's great. Jason, do you work primarily as a soloist, or have you sung with a few other gospel groups? Well, I've had the privilege to sing with uh, with a couple groups. Um, the first group, I mean, I was a soloist from uh, when I started traveling regularly in, in October of 89, or October of 99, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Um but uh, I was solo until about 2010. Now, up until that point, mom and I, my mom and I sing together sometimes, and she and I went and sang in local churches for revivals and things like that. We were officially called the Woods family, uh, mm-hmm. although it was only two of us. Uh, you know, <laughs> once in a while, my sister might join in or my brother might join in, but mostly it was just me and mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2010, um, my paths had crossed the previous year with uh, Crimson Stream. And uh, they're very well known here in the Mon Valley area and Washington area and Tri-County area. We're in here, Fayette County, Greene County. Mm-hmm. And um, started singing bass with them in uh, 2010 and then was with them until 2012. Left to start my own group called Perfect Harmony. 
That lasted till 2014, and then I went back with Crimson Stream, and then uh, in 2017, I joined up with Ezekiel's Call mm-hmm. and uh, two sisters out of West Salem, Ohio, Jennifer and Jamie Shaw, and we made up a trio called Ezekiel's Call and uh, traveled with them, and then now I'm back as of November of last this past year, I'm back to soloing again. Okay. Jason, what would you say are the pros and the cons of singing as a soloist as opposed to singing with a group? It's easier to book groups. Um, most churches look, they want that two-part harmony, three-part harmony. You know, they, 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 wanna, they want that, that, that harmony sound. Um, soloists sometimes are hard to get bookings in churches unless you have a big name, um, you know, such as an uh, Ivan Parker or a Guy Penrod. Excuse me. Um, you know, if you have a name in music, it's easier to get a date as a soloist, but in this area here that we live in, I mean, it's it's not too hard to find somewhere to sing for a soloist, but it, it's it's a, it's it's easier to find bookings and more bookings as a group than it is as a soloist, just because it's just you. And a lot of people don't think, well, so just one person coming in can't can't keep our attention for more than forty five minutes. And I said, you haven't seen me yet. <laughs> I have. You're very very good. Uh, you know, Jason, as far as I can tell, Southern gospel music, the style of gospel music that uh, you obviously sing, seems to be more popular in other areas than it is in western Pennsylvania. Uh, do you think that's true? I do, but I believe there's hope. Um, you know, we, we it's it's what it is. There there's a, there's a there is a certain niche here in our southwest Pennsylvania area where there is gospel music flourishing. Uh, Fayette County, uh, you know, for instance, you and I both have a pastor friend over there. Uh, right. Uh, that uh, Pastor Dale Sickles that keeps groups coming to his church. He has a coffee house. He started over a year ago. Uh-huh. It's going very well. Um, but for the most part, except for him and a few other little places here and there, uh, it just doesn't seem to be a draw for people. Um, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because a lot of the bigger churches have switched over to contemporary praise and worship music, which, you know, that's fine. It has its place. Mm-hmm. And it, the church I go to has it. Uh, but it just, it, it, to me, there's more. If people would sit and listen to Southern Gospel for a half hour, a solid half hour, mm-hmm. I think they would change their mind a lot. I think they think it's a lot like twangy country music, and that's not what it is. Right, right. Jason, I know you've recorded many songs over the years, so I thought we could uh, play one of your songs for our listening audience. Uh, so uh, tell us uh, the name of the song that uh, we're going to be listening here to today. Uh, it's called Mercy on Me. Uh, it's, a, it's a song that I actually wrote back in 2008, uh, coming home from the Fayette County uh, three-day gospel sing over at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd prayed for years for God to give me a song to write. I'd always sang everybody else's, and I said, God, I just want one. So on my way home, back when we still had flip phones, we didn't have smartphones yet, <laughs> I got into my memos, God's giving me this song while I'm driving down the road, and then don't text and drive, that's not what you're supposed to do. But mm-hmm. I just kept, I didn't even look at my phone, I was just moving my hand. Mm-hmm. And somehow I got it all right when I got home, the words all put together. But mm-hmm. uh, I had the privilege with Ezekiel's call to present this song to them, and they liked it, and they wanted to record it on our CD that we did down in Nashville, Tennessee, down at Mars Studio, mm-hmm. uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, it was the second song on the CD, Out of the Grave. And uh, next, out of the grave, this is the most favorite song of anybody that I've talked to that has a copy of our a copy of Ezekiel's Call CD that I did with them. They love this song, and it's just a simple song about uh, you know blind Bartimaeus and about us being blinded by sin. It's just a great, great song. Okay, folks, here is Jason Woods singing "Mercy on Me."
called Bartimaeus Who'd been blinded since birth He begged by the roadside Every day Then a man from Galilee Passed by his way With a loud cry He heard Bartimaeus say Son of David Have mercy on me such ruin and I had no peace within and that man from Galilee oh he passed by my way and with a loud cry I know he heard me say son of David have mercy on me Okay, we are back. I'm your host, Ron King of RKP Radio, and we are continuing our talk with Southern gospel music singer Jason Woods. Jason, what would you say makes you the happiest about singing gospel music? Meeting new people. You, I, love, you like that, huh? I do. I love it. I, I like going into churches, especially ones I've never been in before. Or I've been in there with like Crimson Stream or Perfect Harmony or Ezekiel's Call, and I'm coming back as a soloist. Um, they're not sure what to expect because, you know, they've seen me in a group setting, but they don't know what it's going to be like in a non-group setting. Uh-huh. Plus, I never meet a stranger. I've always been like that. I mean, I'll talk to somebody at the gas pump that's pumping gas beside me, you know. Uh, <laughs> You're a born salesman, man. You're going to get out there and sell the gospel. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I worked for Radio Shack for over tw- almost 20 years. So, yeah, you know, I- I've had the knack for selling for a long time. i got a couple of buddies, unfortunately. They called it Rat Shack. <laughs> at towards the end, the rats were jumping off the ship. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Jason, uh, what do you think the future of uh, Southern gospel music is? I think it's very bright. There's a lot of good young talent out there. Um, 
and of course, Singing News Radio and Singing News Magazine uh, are keeping it going. Um, I mean, let's be honest, you know, Bill Gaither's not going to live forever. I mean, he, he's done so much to rejuvenate. He's Southern not. Gospel. No. It, it, it looks like he's been embalmed a couple times now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's like Trigger, you know, they're going to stuff him and put him by the SGMA Hall of Fame, you know. Uh, but it's just, you know, he helped bring back some of that old style that people had forgotten about back right. in the early 90s, the, yes. you know, with the, uh, with All the those Goodmans. Hom- homecoming and the, stuff. Oh, yeah, those homecoming. Matter of fact, the homecoming videos just celebrated 25 years. It's hard to believe it's been 25 years since those started, but they started back in the early 90s. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but Gerald Wolf is taking over some with the, with the red back hymnal gospel sings that he's been doing, okay. the Singspirations that he calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of young talent coming up. You've got the Crab Family. You've got Mike Bolin. You've got, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of good new groups out there that keep popping up on Singing News Radio all the time. It's pretty much what I listen to, that and Joy FM on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And you see these new groups, new family groups coming up. And I'm telling you what, they're just as strong and solid. And the nice thing is they're keeping the tradition of the old style. Like, you know, if I hear the Irwin sing, it makes me think of, of, of the Goodmans. You know, if I, if, I, if I hear another group, the Browders sing, it reminds me of the Neelands, you know, Rex Neeland when he had the Rex Neeland singers. Yes. It's just they keep, you know, they keep it. There's, there's good future for it. The, the thing that, that worries me is the most about the future of it is, is that uh, I don't think, I hope we don't become complacent. In other words, think that, well, we've got a niche we can hold on to it because mm-hmm. the devil's going to fight it because Southern Gospel music, is not the type of music that you sit there and you sing what I call 7-Eleven songs. Sing it seven times, repeat it 11 times, whatever, you know. Uh, 11 <laughs> words repeated seven times. It's got meaning. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. And, and, and it's all based in doctrine and biblical truth. And I'm not saying those praise and worship songs aren't. They are. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times those praise and worship songs just talk about the goodness of God. And we should talk about the goodness of God. And He's a great God. But there's also a backside of that coin to where you had to come from something to get to something. And what I find out with a lot of the praise and worship music is it's all about the love of God and praising God and worshiping God, but we're not telling folks why they need to do that. There's, yes. not, a, there's not a backside of that, and Southern Gospel music still keeps that together. Right. Jason, if people uh, would like to listen to or buy your music, uh, where can they do that? Well, right now they can contact me on Facebook. I do have a ministries page, Jason Woods Ministries. If you go on, I never thought at 43 years old I'd be asking people to like me. But uh, <laughs> but if you go to Facebook and put in Jason Woods Ministries, you can find me and like the page. You can message me through there and ask me for music. And I have a total, all in all, uh, I have a total of seven projects that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, getting ready to go back and do another one here in the next couple of weeks, a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get a hold of me. I can get you a CD that way. And uh, when I get my website up, hopefully by the middle of February, you'll be able to go onto the website and download the song straight to your iPad or whatever you want to do. Okay. Also, uh, do you have some contact information of people listening would like to uh, book you or get more information about your music ministry? Absolutely. Uh, you can reach me at Jason Woods Ministries at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. Jason Woods Ministries all together at gmail.com. I said Yahoo. I haven't had a Yahoo in a while. At <laughs> gmail.com, folks. At uh, gmail.com. Okay. Uh, Jason Woods Ministries at gmail.com. You can also reach me through Facebook as well. Uh, also, too, you can reach me. Uh, you can send something to me in the mail. You can mail it to uh, P.O. Box 336 Nemacolin. That's N E M A C O L I N, Pennsylvania 15351. Okay, very good. Well, Jason, I see our time is just about up for this edition of The Ron King Show. Thank you very much for coming down and being our guest today. It was my pleasure to be here, Ron, anytime. 
And so then, on behalf of gospel singer Jason Woods, this is Ron King of RKP Radio saying so long till we catch you next time on The Ron King Show. You've been listening to The Ron King Show on RKP Radio. If you'd like to contact us for any reason, you may do so by calling 724-225-2030. That's 724-225-2030. Or by emailing us at ronking3 at verizon.net. That's Ron King, then the number 3, at verizon.net. Until next time, then, this is your host, Ron King, saying keep a song and Jesus in your heart. So long.